0: Jeez. Recorded live
1: well, hello, this is kimberly Valley Pierre and you're tuning in for the august two thousand and six or september two thousand and fifteen um healthy habit q and a call and I'm so glad you're here. Thanks so much for joining me um, if you can in the chat um or if you're just listening to this, you know give some thought about um Today, we're talking about cravings. So what kind of cravings do you experience or what do
0: you crave the most? And I apologize, my computer's a little
1: bit of a delay today. So we're gonna do the best that we can. And Mitzi says, salty and sour. Yeah, I'm sweet and sometimes salty. (laughs) Um, But if you experience cravings, you are not alone, okay? I personally have different cravings all the time for different foods, like from chocolate, bread, steak, eggs, fries, candy bars, ice cream, cake. You know, it doesn't really matter what you crave. What we're gonna talk about today is the important thing um, is to understand why you crave what you crave. So most people believe cravings are a problem, but I've learned to have a different perspective. Once you realize that your body is reliable and it doesn't make mistakes, it's easier to conclude that cravings are a critical piece of information that help you understand what your body needs. You just have to trust me on, on this one. Um, I learned everything that we're going to talk about today at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition while I was studying um, to become a health coach. And we had an entire, like, chapter dedicated to cravings. Um, And I didn't really believe it right off the bat, but after I started to listen to my body, it really started to make sense. Um, Naturally, your body wants to be balanced. So the food you eat is a major contributing factor to the overall balance of your body. Certain foods, such as vegetables and whole grains, have mild effects on your body, while other foods like meat, milk, sugar, and salt have more of an extreme effect on your body. And it throws off your body's natural balance. So the struggle eventually leads to a craving for whatever the body needs to regain the balance. So if you think of these like as extreme foods, you can divide them into two categories, contracting and expanding. The most common and powerful contracting food is salt, which many of us consume regularly in decent quantities. Salt commonly used as a preservative, especially in artificial junk food. Other extreme contradicting foods are animal foods, such as beef, pork, ham, hard cheese, eggs, chicken, fish, and shellfish. The main benefit of animal foods is that they're rich in protein and give us feelings of strength, aggressiveness, and an increased physical and mental power. However, when we eat too much of these foods, we create an imbalance and quickly feel bloated, heavy, sluggish, and mentally slow. The more contracting foods that we eat, the tighter our bodies become. As a result of eating contracting foods, the body naturally craves expanding foods as a way of maintaining balance. The predominant extreme expanding food is refined white sugar. (laughs) Go figure, right? (laughs) Expanding foods provide feelings of lightness, elevations in mood, and relief from blockages and stagnation. However, refined white sugar also causes rapid elevations in serotonin followed by rapid decline. So there you kind of get your energy roller coaster. When serotonin levels fall, we typically experience feelings of depression, low energy, anxiety, and possibly loss of concentration. We crave extreme contradicting foods to balance the equation and again find ourselves in the throes of the ping pong diet using one type of extreme food to alleviate the effects of the other. Our bodies can enjoy certain quantities of extreme foods without creating too much imbalance. But when we exceed our personal limit, and it varies with each individual, we typically have consequences. If you eat extreme foods daily, your body will become exhausted and depleted as it frantically tries to rebalance itself. So to help you get out of this cycle, you can destruct what you're craving and seek out less extreme, healthier alternatives to satisfy you. So we're going to talk about eight different causes of cravings. Number one is dehydration. Your body um, doesn't send the message you're thirsty until you're really on the verge of being dehydrated. So dehydration can somewhat come through as like mild hunger So when you start to get a strange craving for something, um, go ahead and drink a full glass of water and then still see if you're craving it or not. Another cause of cravings could be your lifestyle, Um, meaning if you're dissatisfied with a relationship, you have an inappropriate exercise routine, you're either doing too little exercise, too much exercise, or maybe it's not the right type for you at the time, Um, whether you're bored, if you're stressed. I know that is one for me, like stress often is a trigger um, for me to think that I need to eat foods that I typically wouldn't or that I typically limit. Um, If you're uninspired by your work, you're lacking um, a spiritual practice, all of these things can kind of contribute to emotional eating. So we want to be sure that eating isn't like our substitute for entertainment or that we're not filling a void um and then we come back to the balance like yin and yang are present in your body so that's where the expansive and the contra contractive foods like are in play going towards each other so you're either eating foods that are really yin or extremely yang and it causes those cravings and so if you're eating too much sugar, a diet too much in sugar, that's your yin, and it can make you cause, a, you know, cravings for meat or your yang, okay? Um, another thing, and you can say, like, this is a term one of my professors use, and it's, like, called inside coming out. And oftentimes cravings can come from foods that we've recently eaten, um, foods eaten by our ancestors or foods from our childhood. So a clever way to satisfy these cravings is to eat a healthier version of what you might have eaten as as a kid. So instead of maybe Kraft macaroni and cheese, you make homemade macaroni and cheese or um, just finding like, you know, healthier ways to eat the same types of foods as you did when you were a kid. Um, Seasonal, so sometimes your body, like especially this time of year, I don't know if there's a few of um, pumpkin fans uh, in this group, <laughs> but like this time of year, like as soon as you start to see the pumpkin stuff, your body is just like pumpkin. Um, I know, like I love seeing squash out because I like to make butternut squash soup, and I like to make acorn squash with a little bit of cinnamon and coconut oil. Um, so different things like that. So like in the spring, people crave detoxifying foods like leafy greens or citrus. In summer, people you know generally crave cooling foods like fruit or even eating more salads and ice cream. Um, and then the other like fall grounding foods are squash, onions, and nuts. You know, and then winter we're more like we'd like hot heat producing foods, more meat, more oil. Um, possibly more fat, maybe turkey. (laughs) And then, you know, a lot of things that are associated with the holidays, like eggnog and sweets. And um, Missy posted candy corn with salted peanuts. (laughs) I (laughs) bet that that is delicious. My daughter would love that. But at least you're getting the nuts in there to help balance out your (laughs) sweets. And then another thing that could cause cravings is lack of nutrients. If your body is getting an inadequate amount of nutrients, it's going to produce odd cravings. So if your mineral levels produce salt cravings, and your nutritional, um, it may, like, if you're having inadequate mineral levels, like with salt, it will probably start to push you for a non-nutritional form of energy, like caffeine, so you want to make sure that you're getting all of your vitamins and minerals from eating your fruits and veggies. Another thing that can cause um, cravings is your hormones. So especially as women, you know, when you're menstruating or you're pregnant or you're going through menopause, there's those fluctuating testosterone and estrogen levels, and they can cause unusual cravings, especially um an unrelenting craving for like chocolate and <laughs> things like that um, and then you know other things that another thing that can cause cravings is like if things are going really well um if you're doing really good, you can start to self sabotage and this is something that I am famous for, like I could be going along super like doing my exercise, eating great, you know, watching the toxins in my environment, you know, taking my supplements and using my oils and, um, you know, got my healthy cleaning products all worked out. And then all of a sudden, like, I'll just make some bad choices and then not eat so great. And then everything else kind of goes by the wayside. I forget to take my supplements. It's just kind of one of those things. So, you know, when things are going really great and we're, like, in the groove, then sometimes something comes along to self-sabotage, like self-sabotage that kind of tends to balance us back out. (laughs) Um, And that can happen sometimes if your blood sugar gets low or, you know, you just get into a a mood and you can't seem to shake it. Um, So are there any, like, Mitzi, do you have anything, like, that you recognize that, um, causes you to have cravings, you know, and sometimes, you know, cravings can come from in the form of extreme hunger, you know, you're not sure what you're hungry for, you just know you're starving, (laughs) so most people avoid hunger at all costs, right, and, um, we develop, like, these habits of overeating or constant eating to, to avoid that feeling of ever feeling hungry. And when we habitually overeat, a high proportion of our available energy is always directed towards digestion. And so when we eat and we're not hungry, we compromise our digestion of our food. So you might want to consider... Um, this idea, which sounds a little nutty um, today, but it's okay to be hungry every now and again. (laughs) And I'm not saying take a drastic form of starvation or anything like that, but just an experiment to see how it feels because it won't kill you. And it could make, you know, life a little bit more interesting. And so Mitzi says like one of the things that causes her to, Um, Have cravings is being tired, yeah. And that's just because your ghrelin and your leptin hormone stores aren't getting what they need. So you need the seven to eight hours of sleep every night to restore your hormones um, so that they balance each other out during the day. And when you don't get enough rest and your hormones aren't replenishing, then it does tend to bring on the cravings. So that makes total sense. Um, On the other hand, you know, there's a lot of people today who go hungry all day long. They ignore their body's craving for food. And then this, like, kind of creates a backlash, which, you know, is a binge eater's diet. You know, in an attempt to lose weight, you skip breakfast and you go to work. And maybe you'll have coffee mid-morning to keep yourself going. And then maybe a really small salad at lunch and somehow you get through the afternoon but when you get home in the evening you're so ravenous like the your hectic work day and whatever activities that you have have you know distracted you from eating you know and now that you slow down you realize you're hungry and then you tend to overeat at dinner then you feel really full and uncomfortable and the next morning, you kind of start the cycle all over again, not eating breakfast because you're still full from last night's binge, which is still undigested. So I don't believe in trying to override your natural instinct. Uh, yeah, it's true, Mitzi. When you get too hungry, you make bad choices. Yeah, because you're just willing to eat whatever it is because you're so hungry, anything will do. Mm-hmm. And that ties in because it really does help to have discipline around food, but trying to control, you know, your body using your mind is very, very challenging in the long term. So for one thing, let's talk about our head. It often makes mistakes. You know, remember you went and you bought this brand new outfit and you spent a ton of money but then you didn't wear it or, you know, you saw this really cute guy, and you're like, Oh wow, I bet he, I think he's gonna be the right, the next Mr. Right, or he's the perfect person for me. And then he turned out to be a jerk. You know, another mistake that we can make is like, This is the right diet for me. I can handle this one. Our bodies don't really care what our head thinks. Okay, our bodies are built to survive and thrive. Your head can say, I'm not eating this food because it's fattening. And your body may cooperate for a while. At some point, though, your body's going to start murmuring quiet messages. (laughs) Like, "Mm, we definitely need some more fat in here. You know, we got to keep the brain thinking, and I need to feel satiated. So the next thing you know, you're just, you're holding an empty pint of ice cream. Learning to listen to your body is essential. The longer you ignore your body's messages, the more extreme the backlash Just as like a small child will use increasingly extreme measures to get attention, the body will heighten your cravings and create disease if you don't listen to it. So whenever your body's craving something, pause for a moment and wonder, what's really going on here? Whenever you find yourself impulsively reaching for something you know is not good for you, take a moment to slow down breathe, and reevaluate the situation. Consider what your body's really asking for. And something you can do is to start with the flavor, okay? Sweet foods vary widely in nutritional content from, you know, chocolate, cookies, and pastries to sweet vegetables, fruit, and juice. So as much as possible, try to satisfy your desire for sweet flavor with a milder, less extreme food that doesn't contain refined white sugar. You know, um, you'll be surprised how satisfying, you know, certain things can be when you eliminate highly sugary foods from your diet. So if you have like a really, truly ripe piece of fruit, um, some people um, will eat, like, rice cakes that have been sweetened with rice syrup, um, dates, you know, And if you need something like cookies or pastries or really look to make sure it's like 100% whole grain flour and that the sweetener in there is like maple syrup or honey, something, um, even coconut sugar is something that I've been doing a lot with lately. And it really takes that sweetness factor down, but you still get enough of it and it doesn't mess with your blood sugar. Um, there are certain vegetables that have a really sweet flavor when they're cooked, like corn or carrots and onions and beets. And again, we're into those winter squashes like acorn, butternut, hubbard, you know, sweet potatoes or yams. Eating a lot of sweet vegetables will really naturally satisfy your cravings for sweet foods, um, And it will help you kind of crowd out, you know, processed junk food because your body won't be triggered or won't be needing the sweets as much when you're giving it those healthy vegetables. Um, natural sweeteners can help with your sugar cravings. You know, pop, instead of using, like, table white table sugar, try, like, turbinado or raw cane, um, maple syrup, honey, and stevia. Every single one of these you can now find at the grocery store. Like, the whole sugar aisle is, like, twice as big as it used to be because they're carrying, you know, all different types um, for people who are, you know, on this journey to trying to be healthier. So try them and see what works best for you. And sometimes you can mix them up. Quality also makes a big difference, okay? So if you need to decide to have an extreme sweet food, try to choose the best quality that you can buy, and chances are that you'll be satisfied with less. You know, eat it consciously, chew it slowly, enjoy it thoroughly. (laughs) You know, like if you talk about chocolate, for an example, you know, we might just want to grab like a bag of Hershey Kisses or M&Ms and we eat it in the car or we're eating at our desk and we have no idea like how much we're eating. So try a different experience to quietly indulge in a small piece of organic dark chocolate and chew each like, little morsel of it, um, especially if you're a chocoholic. Like, go to, it doesn't always have to be a health food store, but, like, a Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or, um, you know, an expanded grocery that has some healthier options. And you'll find tons of different kinds of chocolate with lots of fun flavors. And so my encouragement to you is to kind of work up to the bars that are 85% cocoa Um, and you can be satisfied with, like, one or two squares, and it will um, really, like, help you with your taste buds changing, and it'll keep your um, blood sugar from spiking. So you might not be at 85% today. You want to try it 50 or higher, though. Definitely 55 or up would be great. So... Cravings for, um, there's other cravings too, like for salty foods. When, you're, when you have those kind of cravings, you might be having a mineral deficiency. So salt, all salt, any kind of salt, comes from the sea. And um, natural sea salt has 60 different trace minerals. And that is the basis for the formation of vitamins, enzymes, and proteins. Most Americans, <coughs> excuse me, we use common table salt. It's been refined and stripped of all of these great minerals. So a lot of times our diets are lacking in these minerals because our food's been highly processed and chemically grown, hence the popularity of salty foods. So the next time, before you grab a bag of pretzels or chips, try eating like a wide variety of veggies. Like leafy grain vegetables are very high in minerals, and these foods will often satisfy your craving for salty foods which is really a desire for more nutrition. Um, You can also purchase high-quality sea salt to use in your cooking and possibly incorporate sea vegetables, um, which have naturally a salty flavor, and they're very high in minerals. So evidently, um, there's this old saying that says, it's the bitter pill that cures you. And if you've heard of that, like, go ahead and type in the chat. But... Um, I had not really heard of that before I went to class, but, um, this is a really good rule to live by because the standard American diet doesn't contain, um, many healthy bitter foods. Bitter foods enhance digestion, so craving for bitter flavor may actually be a craving for nutritious foods to cut through fat and stagnation in your body's organs or in your digestive tract. So most people um, satisfy bitter cravings by drinking coffee or drinking dark beer. So if you find yourself craving something bitter, try eating dark leafy greens like dandelion greens, mustard greens, arugula, kale, and collards. Um, these greens will help unblock your organs and promote healthy assimilation and elimination. Um, another kind of... Food. Like Chinese cooking often like has more pungent flavored foods that act as digestive aids. So <laughs> traditional Chinese medicine, like ginger, for example, is an herb that helps your lungs and your large intestine. It enhances the function of and promotes healing in both of those organs. So if you tend to crave like heavy saucy Chinese food it could be your body asking for those healing properties of those flavors so try grating like fresh ginger on your vegetables or in your soup or other things that might quench the craving are cayenne scallions onions leeks garlic and pepper um You could be looking for an array of flavors, like subtle and strong or hot and spicy. So much of American food is lacking in flavor because it's been on the shelf for a long time. It could be stale, bland. It doesn't have much taste. Um, These foods kind of lack vitality and energy because they have added fat and cholesterol. So when you eat this kind of diet for years, your body can become overweight and stagnant. Your blood can become sick. Your circulation can slow down. So as your circulation weakens, organs and extremities become cool. And at this point, your body might start craving spices. So when you crave spicy food, you know, I know for me, I would turn to like pizza or Mexican or something like that, like extreme foods that warm your body, but what happens with these is they also cause a lot of stress and chaotic, give you chaotic energy. So instead of like trying to grab a pizza that has like this hard crust and heavy cheese or refried beans and jalapenos, you know, you can try something a little bit lighter um, like tie rice noodles with some green vegetables or... With marinara sauce, with like a little bit of oregano and basil, maybe a little red pepper flakes, but keep it a little bit on the lighter side. Um, It's totally great to use spices and condiments to, you know, add a little kick to your food. Some choices might be cayenne or hot pepper sesame oil, and you can find those at any grocery store. You know, and if you really like jalapenos, you can chop some of those up and add them to salad or stir fry just for like the hint of heat that you uh, might be needing. Then, if you're craving something creamy, uh, just think about the fact that if you had a lot of bread or crackers or other baked goods recently, um, when you have those things, you know, excessively, like you get dry. And so you can feel stuck irritable, and so when you get to that state of imbalance from having too much starch, you crave creamy, relaxing foods like ice cream or cheese or yogurt or something oily so try having like like maybe oatmeal or um, even like quinoa, some kind of whole grains or brown rice. Um, amaranth is also a good one. Um, making like cream of broccoli soup or watercress, you know, things like they can get you the um, consistency of the food that you desire. So when you're craving chips or pretzels, maybe it's the crunch um, that you really want. So if the body really wants crunch, it could be because you're not chewing enough. So the act of chewing actually enhances your digestion. So, you know, instead of, like, grabbing the next artificially, you know, processed snack, try um, satisfying crunchy cravings with carrots or celery or some kind of, like, healthy organic version of potato chips or hard pretzels that don't have any added sugar. But chew your food the whole way so that, it assures that you'll have the proper digestion. And then, you know, sometimes we're just we crave liquids. So that can happen like if you've had too much salty food or and you feel dry. So you could be thirsty and just kind of recognize that there's a lot of physical things like headaches, urology issues, kidney stones, um and things that like result in like dehydration. So generally, people don't drink enough water. So make sure you know you're getting those eight eight ounces at least each day. Um, but instead of like having sugary or caffeinated beverages, you know, you really want to try to have water. Um, it can be warm water, it can be cold water. Carry um, a bottle of spring water with you, keep a cup on your desk, you know, so you kind of drink throughout the day. Um, and as you increase your water intake, like if you're not one of those people that drinks a bunch of water now, and it, just kind of see, like, as you increase your water intake, like how that affects your body and if you're less thirsty um, now that you're drinking water versus, you know, a carbonated beverage um, and see how that, that goes. And then when it comes to like sometimes some of us might drink too much water. So, you know, here we are in that trying to balance again. Um, sometimes like if you're really wanting something crisp and dry, you could have been drinking too much. You know, so it's like if you have crackers or um you know, too much chips or things like that, um you want to look for, like you could try kale chips or some kind of high-quality crackers like Mary's Dawn crackers or make some crackers that um, don't have sugar in them. Sometimes you can find sesame sticks that may also help or make or bake your own um, potato chips or sweet potato chips or whatever other kind of chip you like to make. Um, are much healthier than, like, a store-bought version, even, a, you know, an organic store-bought version. Um, if you're craving heavy foods, like, just think, have you been eating lots of salads or fruit? Are you cold? Like, are your hands and feet are especially cold? Um, salad and fruit and other raw foods make you feel light. They also cool your body, and so that they can tend to help make you want to crave heavier warm foods like fish, beef um or sometimes even like hard cheeses okay so try you know fish is great with um it's low in fat and it has you know a good dose of omega 3s in there that will boost your immunity and prevent heart disease so um you can always opt for some fish and when you're not hungry but you really don't want a meal but you want something light um you know, try to really stay away from those shiny packages in the middle of the store. Grab an apple or um, steam some veggies versus having a sugary snack. Um, I usually keep, like, carrots and celery cut up in the fridge and some cucumbers. Uh, I generally have trail mix on hand. Or I'll cut up and eat half an avocado or just maybe I'll make a fruit smoothie or protein smoothie. Um just to kind of tide me over until the next meal. You know, I I know, like, when I check in with my body and I see what I'm craving, I often realize that what I really want is something nutritious. Like, I want something of substance, especially when I'm working and, like, I'm working out and I'm, you know, using the nutrition that my body's getting. Um, and... It's really helpful, like, to, you know, prep. I know, like, some of us travel or some of us, you know, have to be away from home for long periods. Um, And, you know, again, it comes back to, like, planning and prepping and just having things um, available so that you can make a bet. you know, we can all make our best choice. So, you know, when I used to travel, I used to, like, really want home-cooked food. (laughs) you know, and so what I could do when I was traveling to kind of get that homey feel, is like when I ordered dinner or whatever, I would have soup or just something that was really simple, um, so I didn't get bogged down in, like, all the sauces and things like that, so <laughs> is there anything, like, Missy, can you think of anything that we just talked through, like, that's true for you, like, do you notice when you eat certain things you crave other things or was it just helpful under like to try and understand that there really is like a balance that your body's trying to always constantly get to,
0: um, So I do have like a craving inventory exercise that I'm going to give you
1: um, to kind of like work through this for yourself. And for a week, I'm going to ask you to keep a journal of each food that you crave every day. Um, I know some of you keep a food journal today, uh, the Healthy Living Journal. I'm actually like in the middle, I'm usually actually journaling right now to um especially like this week, these seven days where I'm trying to get all everything back to whole food as I took like that little like detour of enjoying everything in sight. Um, But you can do this, just write your craving, like so keep the journal, write every food that you crave each day and then on a scale of one to ten, if ten is the strongest level of desire, write your thoughts next to each of these Following things um, where the craving is a response to an imbalance somewhere in your diet or your life, so you're gonna have um, you're gonna have your craving rating, the time of your craving, the type of your craving, and then your thoughts around it. So one more time, it's gonna be for um one week, you're gonna rate your craving. With the craving rating between 1 to 10, and 10 would be your strongest level of desire. Then write down the time your craving is, the type of craving it is, and then where. what are your thoughts around that? Like, where is the imbalance? Where is it in your diet or is it in your life? Like, why do you think you're having the craving? And Misty says, like, she can tell if her body needs something but she doesn't always know what to give it, and she loves the journal. <laughs> Thanks, Mitzi. Well, maybe, you know, if you go back and you kind of re-listen, you know, this could kind of help you. Um, like if you've had, you know, too many expansion foods, try to have, like so when you're eating certain things, like mix up having your meat have like a green vegetable when you're eating meat so then it can balance each other out and you know if you're really craving sweets like incorporate those sweet veggies like corn and beets and those winter squashes that are abundant um or potatoes you know like that will kind of giving you that natural sweetness so that your body won't have so many cravings for it um and if you're eating just lots and lots of raw foods you might want to throw um in there some you know some chicken breast that's heated like a grilled chicken breast and yes i can repeat the eight reasons or the yeah for the causes of your cravings are dehydration your lifestyle like is there something going on in a relationship or you know, kind of what's off. Are you feeling the void or eating for entertainment? Number three was your yin and yang imbalance. So that's what we're talking about, the expansive and contractive food. So are you eating, you know, one too much of one type of food and not enough of the other? Um, number four is the inside coming out, meaning um, things from like when you were a child that are coming out that you just want to have these cravings so try to have a healthier version or if it's ancestral if you're really used to heavy Italian food like maybe find some recipes that you could still enjoy Italian food but on a lighter scale Um, seasonal so when your body that's number five is seasonal where your body's craving foods of the season and six is lack of nutrients so you're eating You're getting calories, but you're not getting enough nutrients. So your body is craving um, things like caffeine, which are non-nutritional forms of energy to try and make up for that. Number seven was hormones. And number eight, its term is de-evolution, but I call it (laughs) self-sabotage. You know, like when everything's going great, You know, we kind of kind of self sabotage ourselves in effort to balance
0: out the good and the bad. Did you get all those, Mitzi? All right. So are there any questions?
1: Do you have any questions about food cravings, any, cra- any other question, like any other general question, like, for Q&A today that you were interested in getting answered? I didn't have any um, that I could see in the Facebook chat. So, great, Mitzi, you got all eight of those. Perfect.
0: And then just let me know if you have any other questions. And um, so you can jot it down.
1: Our next call will be October 21st. Um, So that's the third Wednesday of October.
0: And let's see. And Mitzi said, what if she's craving something sour, like candy
1: that's sour? Is it the sugar in it that you're craving? More than likely, it's the sugar. Um, You can try, I mean, if you're really craving something sour, I don't know, do you drink water with lemon or lime? Um, You can always, like, cut a small slice of lime or lemon and actually take a bite of that, um, and that should really combat your what you're looking for as far as sour goes. Um, and if you try that and you're still craving it, then maybe it, you know, then it, you can know for
0: sure that it really is the sugar. Do you think that might help?
1: Or like some cranberries or throw some um,
0: frozen cranberries in your water? That can also help with the shower. All right, great. You can try that. Perfect. All right, do you have any other questions, (laughs) Nixie? She says yummy. All right. How to know when you're drinking too much water? Um, let's see. Like sometimes, if you're, um, where did I put that? I just turned it. Let's see. okay so if you're craving something
1: crisp and dry you might be drinking too many liquids okay so that's where you're going to want to make sure you keep away from your chips because they are high in fat but especially like usually saturated or trans fats and avoid crackers that are highly processed because they will elevate your glucose and um, insulin levels so you may want to try you know, kale chips or a high-quality cracker. That's where I was talking about Mary's Gone Crackers. crackers. And um, you can even make your own crackers, like with almond meal and an egg and um, different spices in there. You can just roll them really thin between parchment and then bake them off at 350. Um, you can even bake your own chips which are very much more healthier than um, when you have, like, the store-bought version. Yeah, rice crackers can be okay. Just want to, you'll just want to check on, you know, just read the label and make sure you know what all the ingredients are um, so that, you know, you're making the best choice because there's lots of different ranges of rice crackers now that, Gluten-free is such a big deal. You can um, find some really great rice crackers, and then you can find some that are really just kind of junky. So um, just, you know, be buying ones that you're comfortable
0: with. I love kale chips too, Mitch. Yeah, I make my own kale chips, too. They don't
1: last long. Like, we make them and then they're gone. Like, within a half hour, like, they come out of the oven and they're all gone, which is a good thing. They don't um, tend to, like, hang out very well. (laughs) Anyway.
0: All right. Minty, do you have any other questions? (laughs) Yeah, you eat them in one sitting too. But you know what,
1: they're kale chips, so it's totally fine to do that. I sometimes make two batches, and (laughs) we go through them both. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks so much um, for being here and for listening in to the call today. And if you have questions, once you listen, um, please go ahead and post it in the Healthy Habits group. And I can get your questions answered. Um, I'm always happy to help any way that I can. And, again, our next call is scheduled for October
0: 21st. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks so much. Bye.